Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Realize in Dreams Club's film and TV podcast. This episode we are titling the Irremissible Interlude. Oof. Very special, very special. Very um, special. Normally, you, as, as you'll know, Realize we normally will pick a TV show, a movie, and uh, we will discuss it, go into what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. Um, this time... What we thought we'd do is we just have a little catch up, see what we're watching, see what we're enjoying, see if there's anything we're mm. looking forward to watching, um, and just have a bit of a chat about that, really, because obviously we are recording this right in the middle of the uh, wonderful coronavirus lockdown. So, yeah. um, got a lot of time, got a lot of time to yeah. be at home and just gorge on media. Exactly, exactly. Um, I've certainly done a lot more than I had done previously. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I've I've sort of like binged a lot of stuff. I don't know if I've really, you know, l- watched a lot of stuff out of my comfort zone, but I've definitely watched a lot of stuff. Yeah, you've consumed um, a lot. Yeah, yeah. When I, I was actually, I wrote a list thinking I've not really watched that much. I've not really done this, uh, done all that much. But then I was, I was, I was writing the list. I was thinking, oh yeah, and that, yeah, and oh, that, okay, and that as well. Oh yeah, and that. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we've actually, I've got a separate film club with a couple of other friends, and I think over the last kind of three weeks we've gone through like nine films or something which getting oh, four nice. people together to try and then discuss it has we've surprised how many we've watched so far um, yeah yeah um yeah and, and obviously that doesn't include any like no, my list i didn't include the you know meme compilations on youtube that I oh just the and hours and hours of that obviously you don't include that so yeah, um what no. i thought we'd do is just talk about some of the stuff i know i've got a bit of a list here of um uh, mo- in fact, all of it, all of mine is just TV shows. Haven't really watched any films. Cool. Um, uh, at all, I think. I don't think I've watched any films for a while. Um, oh, we need to mainly get, been we'll watching uh, catching up. Yeah, mainly been catching up on uh, TV. So, yeah. um, do you want to first thing I want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First thing I want to talk about is um, is Better Call Saul. Yeah. Now, I really want to at some point, probably maybe next year, once it's totally finished, because mm-hmm. we've just literally today as we're recording, I've finished watching. The fifth season, episode ten, was released today. Yeah. Um, and at some point, I really want to do a whole episode of Realize just on that TV show mm. because um, it's really going places. It's really good. I mean, I remember. I think with, with the first season, I was kind of. Um, I don't say I, I wouldn't say I was like let down by it at all, but it's it's quite a different pace to, yeah. especially like the ending of Breaking Bad, which a lot of people are probably watching the end of Breaking Bad and then going straight into Better Call Saul. Mm, yeah, and that's yeah. probably maybe, you know, you could you could obviously do that and, and you'd still enjoy it, but it might be a bit of a jarring thing going from, you know, the crazy ending of Breaking Bad straight into Better Call Saul. Um, but it's really, really good. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. Some some of the, like, um, some of, like, even, like, the cinematography, the shots in it are absolutely incredible. And I don't really normally notice that sort of thing when I'm watching... Uh, like film or TV that much, but it's just so good. And the way that um, the way that some episodes are sort of like uh, bookended. For example, there's one episode that began. It, the, the opening shot is of a like garden gnome that's mm-hmm. been um, uh, I think like broken out of the front of someone's uh, front garden. And then the closing shot of the episode is um, uh, Jimmy or Saul at this t- at this point as he is now. He uh, is told to get into this like gangster's car and as he leaves he drops his, his ice cream that he had and it go it like hits the pavement into the same angle as the 
like ah, the cone, nice. the same angle as like the name. So little things like that are so, so cool with it. Yeah. Um, but just but just seeing where this story's gone, like you had a good couple of seasons set up about everything, the backstory of the characters, and then you finally get to the point where we are now where everything is starting to hit the fan and it's going crazy. Mm. So, such a cool show, such great performances by everyone. And I, th- I think the thing that I really love about it is that, and I'm, I'm sure there are going to be people that can point me to other examples here, but it's a prequel yeah and it's incredible like when i think of prequels generally unless it's kind of like the exception that proves a rule they're not good yeah yeah i think that's fair enough because because often you know the motivate you you know where it's getting to so it robs it of a lot of the potential drama or kind of um twists and turns that could happen yeah, exactly. I mean, the really low-hanging fruit, easy thing to pick on is obviously the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. And obviously, you know, they've become huge memes and people are starting to, you know, like sort of come round a bit on them with their, their opinion because there's so much time that's gone. And we yeah. also had the Disney trilogy as well now. Yeah. Um, But the problem with that is it's like, oh, let's tell the story of how Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader. And it was like, yeah, okay, but we know. Like we yeah. know what's going to happen. We know we know that he gets from this point to another point. And the problem was that the story wasn't good enough in between, and it, yeah. and, and it was so exactly. it was so poorly told. Whereas this point, it's kind of the same thing. It's like how did um, Jimmy McGill uh, get to Saul Goodman? Yeah, and what we see in Breaking Bad, and they tell it in a in an incredible way. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to think of more prequels. Uh, only things only things that are coming out of mind at the moment are like Star Wars. Um, uh, with, yeah, uh, you know, it, Solo was so-so. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's a that's, that's a, a tagline. That's a good one. Yeah, Ro- yeah. Rogue One. Rogue One's probably the yeah. Um, that I probably think, the best think, example I can think in my head right now. Because that also that also was like it was a prequel, but it was um, the story beats that it did is like one line in episode yes, four. Yeah. So it turned it, there wasn't enough to have spoiled. Kind of all you knew is that these. Um, people found this thing and that was it and they kind of died doing it or something or you didn't even know that they fully died doing it but well I, th- I think we knew that we knew that like some lives had been lost yes, in order yeah, to yeah, get yeah. the information yeah but um but yeah like you said of one line and they told yeah. this huge really cool story that was rogue one um actually the other the other example that's come to mind that i don't think you've watched at all mm. is probably the fantastic beasts movies oh yeah yeah uh, and harry potter yes yeah, they're no, they're prequels yeah. to the whole of the harry potter world um and I, I mean, I quite enjoy them. I'm quite a big Harry Potter fan. Mm. Um, and I like enjoy being back in that world. Yeah. yeah Whereas yeah, yeah. the, you know, the actual story that's being told and especially um, I watched, uh, me and my wife did like a rewatch of all the Harry Potter films recently. And then when we finished, we moved on to watching Fantastic Beasts because I'd never seen the second one, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. With and Johnny Depp. she hadn't seen, yeah, yeah well, yeah. And, and she hadn't seen the first one either. Um, and they're, they're starting to do that thing that I absolutely hate mm. in pre and this is one of the worst things ever about even in some people do it in sequels but also prequels especially I think are really bad at this is trying to explain absolutely everything mm. like we, no we don't we don't need to know that. We, we didn't need to know why Han Solo's surname was solo we didn't need to know that i could have just been like that's his surname that's cool i didn't need to know that it's because oh i'm traveling alone oh you're solo like i didn't need that that was stupid i didn't really need to know why chewbacca 
had a life debt with with him. Yeah. I didn't yeah, need yeah, to know exactly. things. I don't need to know everything about Dumbledore's past and stuff, which is which is what they're starting to go into a little bit with okay. And is that's there, is there another huge... one coming of those? Oh, there's going to be five. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be five of them. Didn't know that. I um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to. I, I will obviously watch them. I, to be honest, with this I didn't go to the cinema to see. Obviously, I didn't go to the cinema to see Crimes of Grindelwald. I only literally only watched it a few weeks ago, yeah. as we are now, and it came yeah. out over a year ago, I think. So, but you could tell the interest sort of waned a little bit on yeah. that. But um, yeah, yeah. So the, the point I'm just was trying to make there is that Better Call Saul. Has got is it's got so good and it's been so good at um sort of drip feeding in characters or stuff or things from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um. Th- this is uh, uh, this kind of is a spoiler, but isn't really. So if you're super, spo- you don't want any spoilers for Better Call Saul, then go away for a few seconds. But um, Hank, for example, from Breaking mm-hmm. Bad, he shows up in this season five of okay. Better Call Saul for literally 15 minutes of screen yeah. time if if that yeah, yeah. and it's like they if, uh, someone who wasn't as good a storyteller as Vince Gilligan or a, or a worse writer might have just gone like a whole storyline of Hank like, throwing him into this whereas Vince Gilligan was like no it's cool we'll just see him for like a second we'll yeah. see him for this tiny little scene because and it makes be cool. sense for him to be in that scene doing that thing or, or kind yeah. Of whatever yeah yeah so like stuff like that it's just done so well it's it's, ha- it's like They've taken he well Vince Gilligan has taken a thing that he created and is handling it with care, yeah. with love. And I think I I I haven't actually watched this latest season yet. I'm I mean I'd be mean to get to it. Um, and I will do get get. Well, to you it really said quickly. you said you wanted to wait for it to all be out, didn't you? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not and no. not to, not particularly to binge it, but just I kind of wanted to wait until it was there and then I'll just work it work through it all. Um, but up until now, I'd been absolutely loving the show, and. What I liked was it did some, it's doing, it's doing something which I don't think Breaking Bad did in terms of the relationship side of things. It, I care a lot more and I think it's much more impressive at what it does uh, with kind of um, delving into those issues in relationships and stuff. Whereas I think Breaking Bad's a bit surface level when it comes to that, or it doesn't, re- it doesn't really have its focus on that aspect of yeah. the storytelling but this certainly does and it's phenomenal in the way and that's because that it, it takes its time over everything yeah yeah exactly um yeah like for example when something big happens um whether it's something like shocking or anything like that you mm. it, you know the characters you don't have then like a the, the next episode isn't a couple of weeks later where everyone's sort of you know thought on everything had their reaction yeah you get to see those people talking it over reacting to it which is so good yeah. um so that's, it's good because it's rare to see because mm. because it's hard because it's hard to write i imagine yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah definitely and come but he has it. what what you said about that shot with the garden gnome and the ice cream is such is such a it feels like such a vince gilligan thing in that mm. so many of those like what breaking um breaking bad and best call Saul had have so many like bits where you will see it early in the season and then it will come back at the end of it or the next season or later in an episode there's so much forward thinking um yeah that happens which is yeah so great yeah so yeah i i you know if you if you've watched breaking bad and you haven't you know you've just thought oh i'm not really that interested in better course mm. or whatever definitely watch it yeah. definitely give it a yeah. go it's it is some, it is a much slower burn 
Yeah, for sure. Um, um, but I think it's. But I think I think by the time it finishes in a year's time or something, because I think I think this was the penultimate season. Yeah, season five. Um, I think there's going to be a big argument for saying that it's as good, if not better. Yeah, um, I, I can see it going how, that way as well. And everything, but um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I don't really want to talk anything more about it because I'd love to talk about it in a bit more detail. Maybe when once, it's finished. Once, it, once it's all finished, we'll do like a, a deep dive into into it for sure. Um, mm. With that, let me let me let me talk about what I watched last night. Um, so I was thinking last night. I was kind of going through Wikipedia, looking at a few directors and films, and just kind of hopping between pages. Um, and I don't know if you, uh, we went to the London Film Festival last year. And one of the films that was there um, was a film called First Love, which I didn't actually see at the time. I'd wanted, I wanted to try and get tickets to, but I just, it just never ended up. I think the timing wasn't right for when it was on. Um, and this is by, uh, directed by a guy called uh, Takeshi Mika, I think is how you pronounce it. And he is a really interesting guy. So I've seen a, a couple of his films now. Um, and from kind of by mistake kind of hopping onto him in wikipedia I kind of delved into his um filmography and it is wild i think he's done something like over a hundred film slash tv film things um since i think early 90s um but they range from like full-on japanese kids program to <laughs> banned in multiple countries because they're so extreme with their violence films it's like but not even like an ironic kind of difference in them he just like he just does everything um so there's been a couple which i remember seeing adverts on the tube and stuff for a film called blade of the immortal which was a, cu- a couple of years ago um but this was his last film and yeah called first love it's meant to be a bit more um a bit less extreme than, than most of his others when it comes to kind of uh, adult films. Um, but yeah, so it follows a young guy called Leo, who's a boxer. Um, he's got like no family and he's just boxing in his, his life. Um, and then there's like a girl called Yuri, who I think uses the name Monica. Um, and she's basically like a kind of a bit of a drug addict, but she's being kept by some Yakuza in a room and used as like a cool girl. Um, so she's kind of lived in this lived in this room for ages and just trapped there. And they their lives kind of clash together. And that's basically the story. And they kind of go on the run from the police, the Yakuza, and also the Chinese triad are involved. And it ends up being this, like, I, to- I totally didn't know what to, to go into with this. Um, but it ended up being this, like, it's the kind of film where... Um, someone could someone could get their head cut off by someone with a samurai sword and it would be funny watching that happen like it's very tarantino in how it feels with with those kind of aspects of it like really dramatic extreme things but done in a really comical or ridiculous way that in the situation it's like what so as a small like this isn't a, a spoiler or anything but there was a moment where there's a guy in a room and he has just dropped someone off at their house and then he just realized like he's like he, he's about to kill this person and then this old lady comes out from the other room and he's like she had a house she had like a housemate 
I had no idea. And he's, and then she's like, Robert. And he just straight up sucker punches her. She flies across <laughs> the room onto the floor and is then cold out dead. And it was like, I don't know if I should be laughing at this, but it was absolutely hilarious in the context. And it was definitely meant to be funny as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just really, really ridiculous. But also like uh, surprisingly tender as well about telling two, a story of two people who were both kind of outcasts almost um, and then finding each other and kind of getting into a bit of a relationship um, of some sort and finding some sort of hope in life. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a really nice little story. Um, but my goodness, some of, some of the like action scenes in it and characters are just so kind of larger than life. Um, very cool. Um, definitely worth a watch at some point for sure. Um and I've been trying to, I've been, to, why I kind of got onto that was I wanted to try and look at some of the kind of more extreme like films out there now. Because okay. um, I've just been intrigued by what what people consider like an extreme film or, or like a controversial film in quotes. Um, so I've been trying to wait my, make my way through a few of those. And this was kind of a, a, a tame first start at that, that kind of stuff. Um, nice. But uh, yeah, hugely recommend. Um, a lot of fun, um, but uh, cool, really cool soundtrack actually as well. well that was something I mentioned. Okay. I meant to say. Very, very cool soundtrack to it. Um, and again, in in that same kind of time, very, very like so many scenes from it are like an alternative version of Kill Bill. So when like the when um, oh, I can't remember the person's name. But the, is it the, with the crazy eight fight with the samurai yeah. sword, that whole scene is like this film for 90 minutes type of thing. Um, but nice. yes, yeah, no, very, very enjoyable. So, yeah, we definitely recommend it at some point. Cool. Um, right. Next up. You got you got another one? Yeah, I'll continue because mine, mine kind Go of is is two halves with this. In, um, I think we we'd also we talked about how we might want to talk about a few books as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of mine here, well, my my other kind of thing here was half book, half film, um, half future thought, um, and it's to do with Dune. Now I read Dune whilst I was doing some traveling last year, and absolutely fell in love with it. And then found out, I don't know if I found out then or whether I already knew. I think I found out after um, that we have a film version of it coming later this year with the most outrageous cast um, I think that's ever been assembled in a film, in my opinion. Um, so it's, it's Denis uh, Villeneuve, I think is how you pronounce his name, or Denis, Denis Villeneuve, um, who has done films like Blade Runner 2049, Prisoners, Sicario, Arrival. Um, so he's got a pretty... I, love, I was talking to someone about Prisoners the other day. I lo- that film's so good. That like, sticks with you so much. Yeah, I think anyone who's seen Prisoners will always talk to someone else who's seen it and just rave about how good it is. Like if, so, yeah, if someone brings really it up cool and you've film. seen it, you're always going to go, oh yeah, I love Prisoners. Um, really cool film. Um, so yeah, so he is he is attached to to do this, um, and I'm ridiculously excited for it. 
Um, and most of that was because based on, on reading the book. Um, I wanted to get, actually, if you give me one second. Dun, 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 dun. I'm, trying to, uh, I'm trying to look up how to actually pronounce his surname because I heard someone else pronounce it um, yeah. a few days ago and it was definitely not how you were pronouncing it. <laughs> Vil- I, th- I think it's Villeneuve, but I might Villeneuve. be completely wrong. Well, no, the, gu- the guy that I heard, it sounded really wrong, what he was saying. So. Oh, cool, <laughs> I cool, cool. I think it's, I think it's Villeneuve. Let's see if you've got a pronunciation thing there. Uh, pronunciation, hang on. I'm not sure where the audio is going to come out of my computer. That's right, that's right. Um, We're editing this bit, right, anyway. Yeah, yeah, we'll edit yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, output. Bum, bum, bum. Can you hear that? Yeah, what was, let's do it again. Okay, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it up a bit. I'm going to see. Oh no, I think it's as loud as it will go. Right, listen, I'm just going to move the mic, yeah, it's going to yeah, sound yeah. awful. Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. It's confusing. Just pick an easy name. Fuck's sake. Yeah, just come on. Dennis. Dennis. Villeneuve. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> right, yeah. Thank you for holding me there. I just had to go get my copy of the book because um, there's a quote oh, on nice. the back that I wanted to say. Um, but also, I was just thinking about my pronunciation of his name, and it's definitely Dennis Villeneuve. Um, so from <laughs> yeah. now on, it'll be Dennis, Dennis Villeneuve. Um, so on the back of this book, it has like a, it's not like a quote, you know, like the, how they normally have quotes from people who are like reviewing the book or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this one isn't that, but it's, it, it starts with, before The Matrix, before Star Wars, before Ender's Game and Neuromancer, there was Dune, the greatest science fiction novel ever written. And that, Damn. that like little summary there before all of those things. The reason I say it is just because of how like on point it is as to the subject matter of the book. Um, <clears throat> because it, so it, I think, yeah, the book came out, I think in 1965. Um, it's written by a guy called Frank Herbert. Um, and it, it contains things like characters who have um, the ability, mind power to uh, say something to someone and they will do it. So like the Jedi. Okay, cool. It, they, they do Jedi mind tricks all the time, like a certain subject, a certain group of people that can do that. Um, and you have uh, people who can move quicker than normal reactions and stuff so they can dodge bullets or, or, or stuff like that. So there's so many things of sci-fi post it that have leaned into it so much. And I think I saw a thing as well that said George Lucas said he was like massively influenced by it. And there are so many points um, that Star Wars mm. have taken from it. Um, but in uh, like a little bit of background with it, I think is so it is. Yeah, as I say, 1965, I think there's actually six books in the dune kind of saga written by frank 
um, Herbert, but he then died. And I think the last one that he wrote ended up ended on a cliffhanger. So then nice. his son and another guy called Kevin J. Anderson, I think basically have continued writing from like his notes and stuff like that. So now there's something like 15 or 20 books in the series. So there's there's tons. Um, but I think most people consider the first six the, the, the main six. Um, but the, the story follows, uh, yeah, a guy called Paul. Again, let me, let me step back one second. Just with Dennis, Dennis Villeneuve's name, this book is littered with character names where you have to like try and work out how to pronounce it. Um, so the main guy's name is Paul Atreides is I'm pretty sure how you say it. And the reason why I wanted to mention that was um, one, because I had to Google it. And then I was like, oh, I wonder why it's that. So it turns out he, he was a big fan of Greek mythology and stuff. Now, you may think Atreides. Oh, that kind of sounds like Atreus. Now, I didn't realize this as well from, from our games podcast with God of War. So Atreus mm-hmm. is the dad of Agamemnon and Menelaus, who are, is the people that he kind of go lay siege to Troy and then Menelaus also was the king of Sparta. So I had no idea that uh, I, I'd completely forgotten or didn't realize that Atreus is linked in that way um in the god of war game as well in that name but then what you would normally think is so multiple the sons of atreus would be called the uh atreidai in greek so this was basically just a slight flip or twist on that but apparently as well frank herbert went on record saying that he was really angry and whether this is like pretentious or not i don't know but he was annoyed at how little people's knowledge of um historical texts had fallen off by the kind of 60s and stuff so he all of the characters are steeped in historical like texts and characters but just slightly twisted so that people thought they recognized them but didn't know how to pronounce it so then got really confused um so lo- <laughs> loads of the stuff is like it has tons and tons of history um which is kind of cool um so yeah, so you follow Paul. He is like a, a, a kind of the son of the duke or the kind of the king of of the Atreides house, um, and then it goes from there where there is a a planet um, which has this thing called spice, which is kind of like the ultimate um, resource in the universe. So one, mm-hmm. it, it allows you to. Um, if you eat it or like consume it, you kind of get, you you would live longer and you get like better basically. So you get more strong or you become quicker and stuff like that. Um, but also I think in the, in the book, in the, in the kind of um, mythos of the book is that in order to do kind of proper space navigation and interplanetary travel, you need to use spice because you wouldn't be able to work out there all the science behind it without having this kind of um, increased brain capacity. Um, almost so it's super super rare it's only found on this one um, planet which is like a giant desert and it's completely void of basically any water um, and the whole setup of the book is that they the the Atreides are moving there basically so they're kind of taking residence there and, and becoming the kind of rulers of it almost um, and 
there's a lot of political issues with various different houses and kind of planets trying to take over each other all the time. Um, and on this planet, the big issue is that there's a load of like native people that live there. So there's all sorts of issues with colonialism and things like that. Um, but there, the big issue is that to go and harvest this stuff, um, there's these giant space worms that live on the planet, which are like, I don't think there's like a, a real way to describe the size of them, but in the book, it's just like bigger than anything you can even possibly imagine even living in a city type of thing, bigger than like any sort of skyscraper. Um, and they are, they're like, I, th I can't remember quite remember if they actually make it, but they're very, they're like protective of it basically on this planet. So if you want to try and go and harvest it, you've got this limited period of time. You've got to get in, get the stuff and get out before these giant things arrive. Um, and then from there, it just it just kind of goes. But that's getting into the actual just story of it. Um, but when yeah. I was reading it, I was absolutely like transfixed by all of the kind of mythos and history of the of, of the world they were living in um, and these characters and how kind of compelling they were. Um, and that's what then maybe kind of go oh right so this, this is pretty cool and then find out about the film and then find out that it's from a director that you absolutely love with all this huge cast that you absolutely love um so kind of all wrapping back round i'm so excited about this film so excited when's it supposed to come out is it supposed to be like well, this is this is the issue so december 18th is the actual date the release date currently um it hasn't it still hasn't been moved so it's warner bros um are doing it and there's there's a lot of talk that it's probably quite likely that it will get moved. It's completely finished filming and all of that. I think they're still doing um, some kind of back background work on it and stuff. Um, the first couple of pictures for the cast um, came out and they all look very, very cool, especially when having read it and imagining what I think characters will look like. Load of, uh, loads of them like just look perfect. Um, so hopefully that's always my biggest fear every time there's like a film or tv show or something that you've read yes it's just when you you look at the actors playing them whatever and you just think oh my gosh you don't look anything don't. like what i've yeah yeah what well, i've built up in my head the whole time um i don't think any of them look not like i would imagine but oscar isaac as paul's dad leto or leto just is exactly how i was imagining it so i yeah i was so happy with that um so hopefully it does stick its date in a, in december but there's also a few a bit of rumors and talks that there might be a trailer soon as well so i think hopefully we'll have something to work on from there um but yeah that was me waxing lyrical for a bit about june um nice so, yeah so as, as i'm sure you can tell i'm so excited for the film um and i'd like to at some point try and read a few more of the books in the series yeah i was gonna ask if you were gonna mm. read any more of them yeah 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 i've got i've got a couple of them um already so i'd like to try and make my way through them um i think uh, on a point on the film it's being made in two films so the so it's gonna oh, be okay. broken down into two films um and that makes total sense because this book is so dense it's not like overly long it's like 550 odd pages so it's not like not mega long, but it's so dense in what it talks about. So 
I think it only makes sense for it to be split across two um, because we did have the uh, original. Well, we have we've already had we've had a couple of attempts at this film, um, but there was the David Lynch one um, that was made a while ago as well. But uh, very kind of like a cult classic now. I, th- I think people consider it pretty cool, but at the time it was pretty panned. And especially by him, David Lynch doesn't even consider it like part of his filmography, I don't think. Um, mm. But yeah, very exciting. Hopefully we'll get a trailer soon so you can kind of get your claws into it a bit more. Yeah. Speaking of getting your claws into something, mm. um, the the only other real thing that I want to talk about just because, um, I don't know, like you can't really avoid it really at the moment, is um, so Netflix put out a documentary mm. just at the beginning of the... Uh, um, lockdown that we're all in at the moment because of coronavirus called uh, Tiger King. Yes. And um, so this thing, I know that you haven't watched it. I, I, I've sat yeah. and I've watched it all. They also released, um, I think like a week ago, they released a episode, uh, kind of like a follow-up episode. Yeah. Which yeah, was really yeah. weird. It was um, Joel heard... McHale who's... The... Sorry, go on, yeah. Oh, no, I was just, just going to say, I'd, I'd seen a few, again, like, I don't know, the websites that I kind of go on and stuff, I always have some sort of bias towards one way, but I'd, I saw a couple of them commenting on that extra episode being like this was totally weird that this was put out and and how how it talks back over the series or kind of or like kind of tried to bookend the kind of series it doesn't feel correct almost but anyway yeah it was kind of like so you know joel McHale. he's the main guy from community yes yeah yeah um so it's him he's the kind of host of it and it was obviously filmed during lockdown i think okay um and the the vibe that you get from it is kind of like you know I haven't really watched any of these in a long time, but you know when you there's TV shows like Love Island or mm-hmm. I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. It's the reality TV shows. Yeah, you know how obviously at the end they normally get everyone back together and do yeah. a kind of talk over. It was kind of like that, except obviously they weren't together. It was just him talking over Skype or whatever with them. Yeah, and asking them weird questions that and. Yeah, I don't know. It was I. I we watched it, but um, but anyway, Tiger King. I think there's six or s- there might be seven. I think that might that might have been the seventh. I think episode, that's the seventh. Yeah, yeah. So there were six episodes, um, and you're basically getting the story of this guy called Joe Exotic, um, yeah. who is the guy that who if you if you haven't watched this and you've been wondering why you're seeing pictures on facebook of this weird guy with a blonde mullet and a goatee like that's who joe exotic is um and he runs like a a a zoo with ridiculous animals in it and he's got loads of tigers obviously and lions and Mm. all sorts of other stuff and the the documentary just goes into the crazy world of these people that have these have these big cats um and I don't know like I'm not sure if I'd like recommend to watch it it is quite funny at points but then it's it does this thing that um uh these sort of Netflix documentaries do where they will present something that's kind of interesting because mm. it's kind of like oh this it's a rivalry between all these people that have yeah, big cats yeah. and these farms and but then like these nuts really serious things happen that kind of just get like glossed over in the whole yeah like so, so for example, like the the other, the big one before this on Netflix was the "Don't Fuck with Cats." Yes, I had a big um, issue with aspects of this. 
And like the thing, like, I remember, I remember, I, I watched that probably over like two days. Me and my wife watched it at yeah. home, and we, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, this is crazy!" It's kind of like quite a funny story. And then I don't know if it was you or if, it, or if I was just looking online, but someone mentioned like, "Yeah, you know, you remember like in episode two where yeah, someone this, killed themselves." This this was what I had such a big issue with with that show is that it was just completely yeah, yeah. glazed over that they internet bullied someone into suicide and. We talked about it for about 30 seconds and then moved over and then forgot about it for the rest. (laughs) Which is like so bad. Yeah, yeah. What they did. And I mean, like, Tiger King is never, you know, it's never about um, trying to catch like a serial killer, like, yeah, don't fuck with cats was. But there's, there is a bit, not without wanting to spoil Tiger King for anyone, but this guy, Joe Exotic, basically has like two, he's gay. Yeah. um, And he has, um, Throughout it, he has two husbands who he's like married to at the same time. Yeah, um, and what one of them ends up just killing himself. Yeah, is this the, uh, is this the younger of, guy? The younger one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like it's kind of presented as like a bit of an accident. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I like the the whole the the whole theme of like the drug use and then this guy's suicide and then. They actually show you like part of the funeral was filmed, and the 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 guy and 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 this isn't you know I wouldn't say that in any way it's trying to like glorify this guy Joe Exotic at all because I, I don't think it does like and everyone comes out of it at the end saying this guy's an absolute crazy man, mm. but like they he basically filmed part of the funeral which was him like dressed as a cowboy with a priest's dog collar on like singing songs about him and mm. showing them this huge like uh, kind of memorial he's got to him in his park. Um, I, I don't know it's just like you can't help but get drawn in when you watch these things especially because you know it's Netflix and you you just binge through it yeah um, yeah I don't, I don't really know what else I want to say about it because yeah, it's just like I, no I, I get that it's, enter- it's, en- it's, it's without doubt entertaining yeah but it's one of those things where you you will you will I don't know a month down the line forget about it and have moved on to the next crazy documentary that comes out and yeah. yet these people kind of like what we saw in the um the last episode with Joel, Joel McHale is like, everyone is still having to live through that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of odd. It's kind of- without having seen it. So I can't really comment too much. I've, I've, I've read quite a few people's like posts on it and articles and things like that. And it, that the talk about that, the younger guy, a lot, I've seen a lot of people being like, that's like one of the most tragic aspects of it because this guy was like, yeah. just basically a broken kid. And again, from what I gather, um, he he like jump into conclusions like totally groomed him into this situation and yep. effectively no, you could somewhat argue caused his suicide um because of everything that he put him through when he just saw him as someone like almost as a pet he could just use for whatever he wanted to because he was an easy target of some sort again well, i haven't seen it so i can't comment yeah. but those aspects of it just seem like the he I know there's a, a lot of like memes and stuff about Joe Exotic and stuff like that and, and stuff, but he, from what I've gathered, like he seems like such a horrible person, like yeah. just like just straight up a horrible person that would do anything to get the attention of some of, of, of people or, or, or of something. And to spoil the whole thing, he um, he's in prison at the moment. And yeah, um, is that is that? Am I right in thinking is that for um, trying to get someone else killed? Yeah. So he tries to get um, this woman called Carol Baskin killed. Yeah. 
And um, that's a whole kind of massive subplot in it where yeah. she she's she runs like a sanctuary where she supposedly like saves the animals from places like Joe Exotic Zoo and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and there's a, there's a huge conspiracy that her millionaire ex-husband she had killed and then fed to her lions and stuff like that and, right okay um so that's it and and sh- like the the thing that i think the thing that was so amazing about this was uh, and the thing that made me keep watching and not being able to stop was these people are all like re- like yeah. no may- maybe maybe one or two people in it you could take out yeah they are all absolutely insane yeah absolutely like nobody had any kind of common sense at all like yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the people that's probably the nicest people that you watch in it is this um uh this person i think they're i think they're transgender so i don't really want to put a gender on them but this yeah. person who was one of the um workers at joe exotics park and i think like the second episode or something um it starts off and then and, and the reason we've got all this footage is because this other guy was doing a documentary on joe exotic before this one started okay um, so that's why there's a lot of footage in there. Um, and she basically just gets her arm ripped off by <laughs> tigers. Oh and <laughs> like one of the, one of the questions that Joel McHale asked in the last one is to this person saying like, what was your reaction when you were like lying on the floor and the person who's, you know, the person who was kind of like had the fate of your life in the hands was Joe exotic. In yeah. Front of me. She was like, yeah, I just didn't know what was going on to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, absolutely. Is yeah. it one thing which one query I just had again because I don't I haven't I don't know that much about it is is the aspect of um I know the whole thing is about big cats and and, and having uh, like private zoos and stuff is that aspect mm. of it in terms of uh the like ethics of private zoos and stuff is that a big aspect of the show as well or is it more to do with the character the the, the personas of each other all of these characters like the the um, like I, I, def- is is he a good is he actually a good cat like holder is he like nice to them and stuff or no oh no. fine okay so he's not I even mean, that either. so from 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 his from his perspective from the because because it's weird it's really weird how it's done because he is often talking to the camera and talking because he's um thinking it's a documentary about him yeah that's being made and so he's giving he's saying you know our uh, the way that we can the way that the zoo makes money is because he gets you know millionaires come and they they're, they're the sort of people who they pay to have like a tiger cub and a yeah. picture with a tiger cub and a pi- and that's how right. they get their okay. money so they have okay. to breed these tigers and one of the other reasons that he's in prison is because he was found guilty of just straight up murdering these tigers because he couldn't afford to feed them and uh, so you know he puts across this demeanor of like really loving them when actually he's just you know butchering yeah. them for right um gotcha. <laughs> i mean there's so you know there's a whole other subplot about this other big cat um zoo somewhere near where they are i think they're in like florida and um oh, i can't remember where his is it's a state just over from florida though. okay um and this other guy runs a very similar thing to joe exotic but it seems like he's more seems like he's more on the level sure sure, sure. and then and then they do it a bit of a dive on him and basically he's got like this harem of young women who are all his wife he's like married to all of them oh who he God. basically entices away from their families be- with the promise of like holding these lion cubs and this and there's and they have an interview with a woman who had like got away oh but my he like takes God. them he takes them at like 17 18 um 
<laughs> makes them this is awful it's not funny but like encourages them to get breast implants and like then he has and and he's got these pictures of him with these like four women all around his park who are his who are his like uh, keepers and that who and oh and it, and yet gosh. he was he was coming off as like one of the people who was more more sane like, with kind him. of yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah it's um, it's funny when you when you have a cult leader being a, a, a sane person oh, it was it literally was a cult it yeah. literally was a cult Madness. Um, Madness. yeah so absolutely crazy obviously it's it's like it's on netflix everyone is well kind of everyone's sort of stopped talk just about stopping talking yeah, about it yeah really yeah. but um yeah very very Blimey. very silly stuff but um yeah no I just yeah i the more i think about the more i look back on it and i go oh my gosh these people how on earth are they yeah how on earth are they like like this how is yeah. this possible yeah no, um, no for sure just very quickly before I, yeah. so I, want, I want you i want to talk about some books as well but before we do that i just wanted um what's kind of like on your list of stuff have you got like a list of stuff that you're wanting to watch and do because i know that i've got a few things that yeah are kind of on my list of things that i want to watch over the you know de- we no idea how long we're going to be no no exactly for, so no and i i definitely made um, a list for like books i wanted to read and games i wanted to play i didn't really make a sp- like specific films that i wanted to watch just because i have a film's to watch list in my notes which has been going on yeah, for the yeah. last like five years it's massive um but i definitely wanted to um get where was it uncut gems was one that i've been oh, really yes, really yeah. meaning to get to and i feel like that might be a quite a fun one to talk about at some point um so definitely wanted to get get around to that um at some point soon um we're actually on i know i mentioned about my other little film club i've got going and I one of the films that I was toying with watching last night was um, the house that Jack built. Did you see anything okay. about this previously? Which is so the director's Lars von Trier, who's the guy who did like okay. Antichrist and Nymphomaniac. Um, it was his last film with um, what the hell was the guy? The house that Jack built. Uh, it's God. What's the guy's name? Uh, Matt Dillon. Um, basically being a like a serial killer um and it's like it's not based on any one specific like ted bundy or people like that um but very much like that and it's about a guy who he's like i think i think it it often lars von trier films seem to look like just extreme for the sake of extreme but the film is actually based around um where's uh dante's inferno as like a meta text for the oh, okay. under, underground of it. So it's, it's this serial killer um, debating with um, the kind of Virgil character of it, um, making an argument for all the crimes that he's done and trying to justify everything that he's done, even though there were horrible murders the way he's been like enjoying them dying and stuff like that. And um, so I think that there is like an extra layer to that. So funny enough, one of the guys who were doing our thing actually mentioned, oh, Mugs, have you seen this? So I was like, no, I haven't. I was actually maybe going to watch it last night. So I'll be watching that very shortly so I can, uh, I can give an update on some pretty pretty fucked up stuff. Um, but there, yeah, there's, there's always, a, always a list. Annoyingly, there were loads of films coming out this year that I was really excited for, like June, uh, Tenet, No Time to Die, the French Dispatch, mm. um, which a lot of those are all kind of up in the air now as to to what's going to be happening with them. Um, but I think, yeah, those are the favourites, one that I still haven't got round to. 
Really, really oh, want to, yeah, yeah. yeah, really want to watch that. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that's probably, yeah, probably five or six that I'd be, uh, be trying to watch in the next couple of few, weeks. Um, I've got a few TV shows that mm. uh, are sort of on my list. Two of, well, I think they're all actually ongoing uh, still at the moment, but um, I watched the episode one of Ozark uh, oh, yeah. on Netflix few days ago so like uh jason bateman or that lot. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. kind of like it, it, it's kind of like similar-ish um premise to breaking bad like yeah. um people getting involved in uh drug cartels and things like yeah, that watched yeah. episode one pretty good um so we'll almost certainly carry on with that i think i'm gonna watch that with um my wife though so it'll be a little bit slow paced yeah um getting through them the other things i just wanted to talk about were so the mandalorian we we yes. now have um, Disney Plus out in the UK, um, yeah. so the Mandalorian I think is must be getting towards the end. I now. think I've, it is. I've not started th- watching it at all. I was actually finished? talking to one of my friends earlier, and they I think it's episode six was this week or something, which is the last episode oh, or, cool, or very cool. recently. So at some point I will watch that. I've, I, do you know what's amazing? I, I've managed to say totally like spoiler free mm. on that. I mean I know obviously about like there's Baby Yoda in it, but yeah. other than that I don't know anything about. I don't even know what it's about. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, very similar to you. I, yeah, that's another thing I'd love to, I, I need to get around to watching um, along with Better Call Saul. Um, I think, I don't know whether, I didn't open the tweet properly because I didn't want to, I think this, the trailer for season two is maybe out. Really? Maybe that was oh, someone, cool. maybe that was fake though. Because you didn't, maybe if you haven't heard of it, then maybe it isn't true. Uh, um, I've kind of been off the radar last day or so. But uh, yeah. Okay, I, I don't know. Um, there may be a trailer for it, but yeah. Cool. Um, the other one, and it, this is the sort of thing where like, I'm kind of surprised that I've not started watching this yet, but mm. uh, so the third season of Westworld is underway. Oh, um, yes. As we, as we talk now, and obviously like that show's gone crazy. And so obviously now, you know, they're no longer in the park kind of thing. That's yeah, all, yeah. Um, um. Yeah, I just kind of, I don't know, I, I literally sat down and pressed play on it a few weeks ago on episode mm. one, and I got like a few minutes in and I was just like, oh, I'm really not in the right frame of mind yeah. to start watching this at the moment, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, haven't really, um, haven't really started that. Are, are you kind of, apart, obviously apart from season three, are you up to date on it? Have you, no, did you watch season I've two? only watched season okay. one, yeah, so I haven't watched that, so it's, uh, it is something I'd like to get round to, but... I think there's like there's a f- couple of other things which I would probably get like I've just looked at my little list here and uh, Chernobyl is one um, yeah which yeah like, that's definitely I'd on really like to watch that um and season two of Barry I um yeah, I would really like to watch that so as well. much stuff yeah to watch. there's uh, like I normally I normally consider myself someone who doesn't watch that much TV but I've done a lot of watching of first seasons and stuff like that and like starting of things that I'd like to get around and finishing. Um, like I think I have the first season or two of The Handmaid's Tale as well so that's another thing which like I'd mm. quite like to to check out at some point um, yeah there's so much there's so much to watch and it's so hard to balance that with obviously playing games as well which is kind of our, I'd, I'd argue yeah. it's kind of my first thing that I kind of look to do in my spare time um, yeah. but yeah what were you what, do, do you want to talk about um yeah, uh, I just want to talk well. about a few bits. I, I don't. Yeah. I just want to go super. I, I don't want to spend too long. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got. I've tried to get right back into reading because, yeah. um, you know, I my, the main the main sort of genre of books that I love to read are f- anything fantasy, really. And I've yeah. got really into. Um, I, I got super into all of the Brandon Sanderson, the like the Cosmere books. So, 
and I've, I man- and I read everything like every yeah. single thing that I possibly could on that I read <laughs> so quickly and I was like oh my goodness I just need more and so yeah. that got me on to looking at you know what are some of the what are considered to be some of the best fantasy series mm. of all time and the one that um the one that came up obviously that I haven't read because obviously things like the Lord of the Rings come up yeah, and, yeah. Uh, stuff like that the, the big one was the Wheel of Time yeah um which and is so a big the one, Wheel isn't of Time it? It is a <laughs> in physical one. size yeah, there are 14 books plus a prequel, yeah. so fif- like 15 books. Um, and, you know, American author called Robert Jordan, he wrote, I think, 11 um, before he died. Okay. And then the reason that, what, and the other reason that Wheel of Time was the one that I went to next was because the the series was actually finished by Brandon Sanderson. Oh, okay, um, cool. So he obviously took the notes from uh, Robert Jordan's wife, I think. Um, yeah. And basically finish the story off cool and uh, and what's what's cool about that is that um generally the consensus is that he did a really good job of it good good because um, actually on that point i think i think again without looking too much about i think general consensus is that it's not much worth reading any past the first six june books for what like what yeah. his son picked up with after and stuff um so it's interesting to see when those series do get continued after death whether they are worthwhile continuing yeah and, and the funny thing as well is with this that it's the first book of the Wheel of Time, The Eye of the World. I actually, um, I I bought years ago, probably like 10 years ago, mm. um, because I must have at some point looked and said, oh, which what fancy show should I read? Yes. And Wheel of Time comes up all the time. So, um, and I, I tried, I started that book like twice mm. um, and just couldn't get into it. And then the, th- the third time I picked it up to read, I, I just suddenly, it's, it just clicked. It clicked, yeah. And I'm yeah, and, and I don't know when that was. Like maybe like a year and a half ago or something. But I'm on, with and this is not solidly reading. But I'm on the seventh book. Yeah, which is called A Crown of Swords, um, and the this first seven books of the series that I read are absolutely incredible. The, yeah, the world that the world that's built is just absolutely sensational in terms of the detail. Like all, one thing that's so cool is that the different. Um, like regions of this world and the different cultures just feel so real and authentic. Mm. It's not just like, sure. Oh yes. The, this, these people live in a desert place. So they're like, you know, you kind of like, um, when I was like, when I was playing dragon quest 11 mm. and you sort of go through the motions of this is the snowy town. Yeah. This is the desert yeah. town. This is the town in the jungle. It kind of like, kind of like that. Um, every, everywhere feels real and their, their background, the rules that they live by all feel so well fleshed out. The, th- the thing that I will say, though, is obviously um, uh, there's a tradition amongst people who are very knowledgeable about the Wheel, Wheel of Time that books 8, 9, and 10 are sometimes referred to as the slog. Ah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm currently on book 7. Okay. And we're still obviously really enjoying it and everything's correct. Like the, the end of book 6, Lord of Chaos, was absolutely nuts. So cool um, what happened in it. But... Um, yeah, so eight, nine, and ten are coming up, and then uh, is that right? Yeah, eight, nine, ten, and then eleven is a knife of dreams, which was the last one that Robert Jordan wrote. Okay, cool. and what's kind of nice is that everyone says that that book is one of the best in the series, or it's, oh, or it's like good. a really good yeah. return to form. Yeah, so it's cool that he kind of like you know the last one that he wrote got it back around was, before. Before yeah, received away, so well. Yeah. Other cool thing about the Wheel of Time is it's currently film well it's it's currently filming it's not actually currently filming because of lockdown yeah. but um their amazon are 
doing a season. Nice. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, everything's cast, filming started, but obviously had to stop. So yeah, um, I think that was supposed to be coming out like even this year, but I think it obviously we pushed back now. Yeah, yeah. And this will um, be a, se- this got- is a TV series or film. Yeah, I think it's like six episodes. Okay. So quite short considering how long the whole thing is, but I'm assuming it's just going to be the first book. Oh, yeah, um, I was, that's what's was going to be my thing is, is that's not the 50, 14 novels in, in six episodes. No, I hope well, not. <laughs> I assume not. I assume not. But um, yeah, so it, I hopefully it'll be really cool. I'm hoping that um, they've put enough budget in it because I think the magic could be really interesting to see mm. how it works and whether they actually visualize it or not. Yeah. But um yeah, most mostly unknown cast-wise, apart from one of the major parts is being played by Rosamund Pike. She's okay. the kind yeah, of yeah. Yeah, big yeah. name um, that they've got for it. So really exciting. So I, I can't wait. I'm really enjoying it as I go through and read this. But nice. um, yeah, yeah, definitely um, definitely up there in terms of like fancy series I've read. Yeah. Um, just very quickly then the other ones. Mm. That was the main one I wanted to talk about. Um, I've re- I just finished the other day the... First book of the first law series by Joe Abercrombie. It's okay. called The Blade Itself. And it's kind of when it's kind of this like subgenre that I didn't really know existed, but it's called Grimdark Fantasy. Okay. Tell me more and about Grimdark Fantasy. It's kind of like what it sounds like. Everyone's kind of morally grey. Yeah. The world's kind of shit. And people do bad things in order to survive, kind of thing. It's yeah, kind of like okay. I, feel, I feel like George R. R. Martin, people often say that he you know, the success of his books led to this the, kind of yeah. subgenre sure. becoming what it is. And I, someone else mentioned as well that the blade itself and this first law trilogy, uh, I think, I think it's a trilogy that there are extra books as well. now. I think mm. um, it's kind of like, imagine the song of ice and fire books, but with less dialogue and more killing. Yeah. Kind of the sure. Thing. So sure, sure, it's sure. kind of cool. Kind of action, action packed. Um, and the other ones that I've, I'm two books into now, and this is this is a really long. Uh, how many? I don't even know how many books there are now. Um, two, three. Uh, so the the seventeenth book comes out in 2020, <laughs> apparently. Um, but so this is um, the Dresden Files. Uh, I recognise that name. Yeah, yeah, Dresden. I think there was like a there was a TV show made. Yeah, I feel like I feel like apparently recognise that for that reason, good, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I've just finished the second book literally today. Yeah. And, um, kind of the best way to imagine it, it's like main character is a guy called Harry Dresden. He's a, he's a wizard mm-hmm. and he's in modern day Chicago okay. in the USA. And pe- people don't believe, people don't believe, you know, he, he's called himself a wizard and he's like a private investigator. Sure. Sure, sure, um, sure. And people don't really believe in magic, but then people go to him if like weird stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just I wouldn't say that they're like. I, I've heard that apparently they get better in terms of how they're written the more the series goes on. And in fact, a lot of people say, and this is probably the worst thing ever, but like, oh, after the, the yeah, fifth yeah, and sixth book in the season series, but I found that the first book and the second one they're not long. They're like three hundred and fifty pages each or something. Mm. Um, but I sat and I read, I read both of them in like two sittings because yeah. I just couldn't, I, I, you, the short chapters yeah. couldn't really stop. Just that one bit more. Really bit action-y, more. really cool. Yeah. So really, really enjoyed them. Um, uh, yeah. So if, if you want something that's like shortish books, self-contained stories so far, they are within them. Yeah. They're, those are a really cool, um, 
I say like starting off point into like yeah yeah, yeah kind yeah. of modern fantasy um yeah really really cool really enjoying those um but that's it that's all I really wanted to talk about for in terms of books so um, mm. trying trying to get really back into um reading yeah. I feel like I went through a big period where I just you know, I read a lot when I was a kid and then um still read the odd book here and there but not really as much as i'd like to yeah so no, trying to get back into that a lot i'm i'm very much um, similar in that i i read quite a bit as a kid as well and then didn't read at all for a long time and then i've just started getting like in the last like couple of maybe two years or so started reading a bit more um and want to get back into like a routine of having it as part of my day always having some bit of time set aside mm. for reading um so hopefully i will have more to comment on in the coming weeks as well excellent nice brilliant cool well this has been the um irremissible interlude yeah <laughs> um it's just just a little way of us uh, you know taking the thought of the ass hopefully we're going to be um i think we had down that we were going to do uh batman begins yeah batman point. begins i think would be would be a cool idea to to begin to work through um yeah and then we can kind of because it's such a cool trilogy well. been a while since i've seen them um so I'm, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll have that out at some point. Yes, yeah, hopefully in the next week time or two, to yeah. do it. Um, we also, we have recorded mm. our response to, um, and, our, and our feelings about The Witcher Netflix series. That's That's been recorded. That's uh, got Jez and Tom um, in it as well. We did have some troubles. I think we actually, we recorded it on camera as well, that one, didn't we? We did, yeah. There was some, a few issues um, with that. There's some issues here and there, but... Um, that well, hopefully, maybe, well, that I'll will try and be get the audio soon. up, maybe. Yeah, that will yeah, be up Maybe soon. I, I could try few... and get the audio up fairly soon. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. There's, there's a few issues with... Um, we're trying to do something special for it. So that's that's the reason why there's been a few delays. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I need to, um, I need to um, get my thumb out my butt. Is that the expression? Yeah. Oh, I only just, I only just clicked on my head what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about yeah. that. No, I, I yeah, need to so, um, my thumb out my butt. And my finger out of my eye, and start getting things sorted. So yeah, we um, we have got that Witcher on recorded. We've got we'll have Batman Begins coming up soon. So um, yeah, look forward to those. And realize this has been I think episode nine as they come out of uh, of realize. So yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. It's been it's good to see that you've uh, been carrying on watching strange movies. Yes, and, um, I will. I will continue to. Um, in fact, I'll ramp up how many strange movies I watch in the next couple of weeks for sure. And um, yeah, keep 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 living that fine that fancy life, Mister Sloan. Perfect. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for, uh, for listening. We are uh, in Dreams Club. You can find us at indreamsclub.com. Uh, we can see our video game podcast, Bomb Squad, um, where we've just talked about the PS5 controller release. Yes, the Dual Sense. Uh, the dual sense so you can go and listen to that uh podcast there very soon we'll have our thoughts on uh the final fantasy 7 remake in the next few yes, weeks yes um, yes we are that. working through at the moment so uh thank you so much for listening to this follow us on twitter at in dreams club and um we will see you next time
preach. I'm in need and sleep. And I made up my mind. I'm keeping my baby.